Good evening, everybody. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to start some testing at University of Alberta in Edmonton. So tomorrow morning I go in for a echocardiogram and then I go in for a stress test echocardiogram. Neither one of those are a big deal. The first one, they will check all my heart function and my input, my output. The second one, they're going to give me a needle and then they're going to put some sort of a drug in me and act like a stress test and check my heart. So neither one of those two tests I'm too concerned about. Thursday is the test. Thursday is the, the part I'm a little more concerned about. I have two new cancer starts on my face and I have an old one that's gotten bigger. And I'm not sure if they're going to cut it out on Thursday at one, which I doubt, or they're going to bring me back for another appointment. Either way, I'm not really sure it makes a big deal, but I really want to get the one off the side of my face gone. Every time I put my helmet on or whatever, I go to get a haircut or whatever, I've got this scabby cancer on the side of my face. It's not supposed to hurt, but when you rub it or you tear all the skin off or whatever, sometimes you can get a little sensitive. Friday, I'll meet with my team and I'll have a blood test Friday morning. I won't take my pills. I'll just go directly into the blood and then I'll, I'll go directly into the blood test. Then I'll take my pills and then I'll go see the doctor. Now tomorrow, I'm gonna do either x-ray or bone density tomorrow. And then on Thursday, before I do the dermatology appointment, I'll do x-ray and there's one other test they're gonna do but I left it down on my truck. So I've been rejection free since year one. I haven't had any rejection. So I, it's my six year test tomorrow. I won't have a biopsy or Alamap. They'll ask me how I'm doing and I will show them the results off of my whoop band and tell them that I'm doing very, very well no shortness of breath. The only thing I'm working on is getting a little more air and oxygen into my lungs. That was apparent this morning that I need to get more of that into my lungs. But other than that, I don't really have any complaints. I've got a few sore joints, but I have a sneaky suspicion that might be from my shoes. I got my one knee that's acting up a bit, but Am I just being a wimp? Probably just a crybaby because really all in all in the end, it's really not that sore. So I, I got in town. I left. I left Grand Prairie around 12.30. And I got into town here, I don't know, 5 o'clock. I wasn't paying attention. It didn't matter to me when I got in. The roads were pretty good, but it was windy. And I got here, checked in. 
Then what I like to do is, I don't have anybody with me on this trip, which is unusual. Usually I have somebody with me, but this trip I don't. And obviously, because I'm here for three days, it's kind of hard to get somebody to come down here for three days. So it's a little ridiculous to, to try and expect that. Um, now tomorrow what I'll do is, is I'll park the truck and I may have to actually stay around the hospital area for a while because my vision may or may not get a little blurry which my vision may or may not get blurry any day of the week so i'm not really sure that's going to make much of a difference but i'm not going to take any risks or <clears throat> or anything like that with that then what i did was so i unpacked all my clothes uh i brought my workout stuff i brought my comfortable clothes the stuff that you know it's nice to hate lay down on a on a bed or walk around the hospital in. I find the hospitals to be dry, and I find the hospitals, I find I sweat a lot at the hospital. I don't know why, because I'm not nervous being in there. I'm not in a situation where, for the most part, I'm gonna hear any bad news. I'm, what's the worst? Oh, well, you're, you know, your heart's faded. We have to put another heart in your your time's up that's, that's bad news but <clears throat> on the other side I've gotten 11 years so you know I can't be too picky and you know I get my charge stuff out I brought my podcast stuff this time because I want to be able to do a podcast at the end of every visit and this one like tonight from before so this will be like you know four part series so to speak four straight days the other thing I did was Instead of eating out all the time, which is really expensive, but it's really not that good for you. So there is a grocery store just down the street. There's two things about this hotel. There's a gym, a pool, and a whirlpool in the hotel, and none of them are very busy. That's one thing. Downside is the gym opens a little late. It opens at 6. I have to be the hospital for eight. And unless I'm planning on sprinting, I kind of need to get to the hospital for basically 7.30 because tomorrow morning I've got to cross the whole hospital, which will, it's icy. Now I can go indoors too, so I can save a little bit of time. But if I get there a little late, I'll be in a dead sprint at points because i got to get right across to the other side kind of in the transplant area that's where they have their uh, echocardiogram lab or whatever you want to call it and the other thing is there's a grocery store right down the street but the grocery store has the foods and that that I know they're kind of pre-prepped but you can still get them pretty tame you know, they're not laden with sauce I was able to get a salad a little bit of noodles because I'll need a little bit of carbs today. I didn't have many. I had a little, couple noodles this morning, but not a lot. I'll need some more carbs tonight uh, in order to get a good sleep so I'm not waking up tomorrow morning famished. And then that way tomorrow morning I can still get down to the gym, get back up here, shower, change, boom, I'm gone. And I'm about 15 minutes, 15 to 17 minutes. But because I'm leaving at such a good time, 
I may get there early. Whereas tomorrow, my appointment's not till one, quarter after one or something like that. But I'm gonna do x-ray or I'll do the bone dancer. Maybe I'll do both tomorrow. I wanna go to archery shop tomorrow. I wanna, there's a release that I wanna check out. And then I'll likely go to my home store in my town and get them to order it for me if I can't order off the net. If we don't support that small guy in town, then we may not have him. And he's really good. So this case here, I got this food. I got a little bit of fresh fruit. Uh, it's all cut, prep, everything. And I got some cheese and crackers. But some good cheese and crackers. I like these rye toast crackers. They're very low in carbs. They're really, really healthy. They're really low in sodium. And... I think they're, you know, they're a little cleaner. And I got some cheddar cheese. Oh, I like cheese. So I got some. And now what I'll try and do is I'll relax a little bit. I'll have something. You might go down to the gym. I might not. It's getting kind of late. The problem is, is tomorrow morning I'm going to be up at 5 o'clock, quarter to 5, because that's what time I usually get up at. And I'll have... You know, an hour basically before I can get downstairs and and get some training in. Tomorrow morning, I don't think I'll do my cardio tomorrow morning. I think what I'll do is, is I'll go down and I'll throw some weights around, do a little warm-up, throw some weights around, get stretched out, get warmed up, get everything pumping and get everything cleaned out so I feel good for the day. But nothing too crazy because I don't want to screw up the echocardiogram either get in there and they're like wow are you tired yeah i'm tired um or maybe they take that into play i don't know much about those echocardiograms that i just know when they're if they have bad news that you know you, your heart functions down or your ejection fractions down and that's another thing i want to find out tomorrow so i want to talk to my team and i want to find out what my numbers are because i've i have no idea I'd like to write them down. So that'll be something that I have to write down. And, you know, that's about it for tomorrow. The uh, new guys, when you're coming in for your one year and your, uh, I think the next one's three and then five, you know, you're going to be getting an angiogram. We're going to pump you full of dye. It helped a buddy of mine, Dale. It helped him out. He had hardened hardened valves or hardened veins or arteries in his new heart. And he found out after his one year that uh, there was an issue. So he had to get another heart. He got one. So he got another heart. And now his new heart is not like the old one. But if they don't do that test, they won't find out that you have those issues and it's painless you know it's like biopsy it doesn't hurt and when you're especially when you know you're doing that biopsy you're doing the angiogram try and keep everything down to a dull roar even though you're waiting in there for a bit you know the worst is generally behind you You've already had your transplant. 
you've already had your tubes taken out of your chest and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I get it. it's a little sting bite when you, you know, when they kind of pop the needle in a little bit there for your biopsy, but it's really not the end of the world. But it would be if you don't have the test. If you're not, you know, checking that test or you're not doing that test and then you find out six months down the road from now that you're in dire straits and you're not, yeah, like you're now in dire straits and then you may not get a heart in time. You'll be wishing that you had that angiogram and the biopsy. You're getting a serious rejection. You know, signs of rejection, watch out for you. You have your fever, heart palpitations, shortness of breath. You're not feeling good. You're really tired all the time. Those are all symptoms. There's more symptoms. I don't remember them. I just remember those ones. And when I had my big rejection, my heart went into la-la land. It started beating crazy. It was all over the place. So keep in touch with transplant people too because sometimes you know you can call and say hey my heart's doing this and they'll say hey gotta get into the hospital and then you won't feel like I felt like kind of an idiot when I had my stage four to go into the hospital because you know I thought oh I'm just overreacting and I wasn't I went in it was stage four they sent me off to Kitchener and uh boom Dr. Smith had me taken care of and off we went to Ottawa for the ringette championship we actually won it so i was really happy to go to that and have my rejection taken care of and be back at it and be healthy and everything else and that's usually you know sometimes it doesn't always work that way but sometimes it does and it's better off to look on the bright side and if you look on the bad side of course there's always something coming up on the bad side so if you look at it that way, if you decide to not look at it that way, then there's always something positive. There's always something positive. There's always something good happening. There's lots of things always going on around you that are things that you can get into and you can enjoy, and you can enjoy them because you know you're here. If you haven't had your transplant and you happen to be listening to this podcast, the joys far outweigh any of the pains, in my opinion. I have talked to people that have not had a easy time like myself, I guess you would say. I'm not sure how to really phrase that. I've worked really hard to be where I am, and and I've been very, very lucky to, or very blessed to be able to share all the experience I've had and to be as healthy as I've had, but I've, I've worked hard too. I've worked through a lot of things. I've sweat a lot of things out. I've stuck with the program so my next my next big hurdle then would be uh, this cancer again the, the echocardiogram tomorrow I'm not too concerned about I uh, had a really good training session this morning uh, I was very strong throughout the training session and you know I, I call it training because I'm I'm training to stay healthy, so that's why I say it's training. I know I'm not an Olympic athlete, or, and I'm far from it or whatever else, but for me, it's training, so that's why I call it training. You can call it training. You can call it whatever you want. And it's not, I'm not popping my own horn or anything. I'm not, you know, breaking any 
world speed records. But I think for a transplant patient, I think it's important that we stay active. And I think it's important that we concentrate on the positive, really concentrate on the positive. Keep the negative out of your life the best you can. It always sneaks in at times, but keep it out of your out of your mind frame as much as you can. And sometimes you gotta lay the law down with people a bit, you know, about what you're feeling, how you're feeling, or what it is you want to do. Be gentle, be kind, but sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And when you come into situations like this, yes, it's stressful, but remember too that you know, even some of the nurses and the doctors, they're not really too aware of actually what you're going through. They don't know what it's like to have a heart cath. They don't know what it's like to have a needle in their neck. They don't know what it's like to have an angiogram. You know, or go through your leg and then you get that big clamp on your leg or you go through your wrist and they have the big clamp on your wrist or whatever else. They don't they don't know any of that. I'm not saying they don't appreciate it, but they don't know it. You do. And sometimes we sometimes we have to be a little sympathetic towards others. They don't actually know your anxiety if you're afraid of needles. They don't know they don't know anything about what you're going through. But your other transplant friends do. And that's why sometimes it's important to reach out. I had really good support when I started. I had some great people helping me out. Biker Bill was one. He was fantastic. And you know, Stella was really good. That's my coordinator. I had a couple other heart transplants. I came out of the gate quick. I came out of the gate hard. I wanted to get back to life, but you know, there's I had a lot of questions. We had issues. We worked through them. You'll do the same. But I probably wasn't always as sympathetic as what I could have been in some cases. And there's other cases, you know, like I've talked about before where you just got to put your foot down. You know, somebody's coughing your way or whatever. Tell them to pound salt. Cough the other way. Cover your mouth. Cough in your sleeve. And do the same with the kids and the kids' friends and all that sort of stuff. Fist bump instead of shaking hands. Um, I only met a few people that don't accept it. And they were kind of iffy at best anyway, so... Those aren't the type of people you need in your life anyway. I always I always had a coffee in that before I went in from a biopsy. I don't think you're supposed to do that. But I'd always have my stomach is is really, really strong. And I knew a couple other guys that did the same thing when they had strong stomachs. So I used to do that because it can be a really long wait before you get something to eat. I don't recommend it, but I mean, you know your stomach. So if you're going to, you know, go in for your biopsy and you're really, really hungry, then, well, have a little bite. Like a little bite. Don't go to the buffet and have a massive meal. But, you know, have something that's going to satiate. I think that's a word. That's a big word, too, for me. I don't usually use those big words. Your stomach. You know, a piece of toast, dry toast, peanut butter. The peanut butter is good too because it gives you a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat. It gives your body, you know, your, your stomach something to, to kind of gurgle on a bit, I guess. 
And then, like I said, I'd, I'd have a generally have coffee or, you know, some water or whatever. And then in i go. I found having a bit of water always helped too because it put a little liquid in your veins. You, know, you wake up in the morning, you should be out of a couple glasses of water before you go to bed. I know you're up four times a night peeing, but it's better because you're keeping your kidneys cleaned out, your liver going all night. Then that way there, you know, you wake up in the morning, yeah, you might be a little bit dehydrated, but you're not going to take your pills because they're probably going to take your blood at biopsy, right? So don't take your pills until after. And even if you got to wait, you know, on your biopsies until 1 or 2 o'clock, don't lose any sleep over it. You know, taking your pills later or or missing your pills once in a blue moon is not going to kill you. Just don't do it every day because then your body will start to develop antibodies. And then if you do need another heart, you need something else, well, then you got all these antibodies, and then it's tricky, right? Because now you're a 4-plus on the on the transplant list and you're looking for certain antibodies you don't want any part of that okay so i'm probably going to call it a day at that and i'll i'll be you know i'll send out another podcast tomorrow for those of you who are listening uh if you're listening on itunes hit that five star down below and and try and you know spread the news or spread the word a bit this podcast is meant to help all my you know transplant friends out there and I've got uh, Amanda coming on on Monday and I'm trying to get a, another couple of people I haven't heard back from them so that might be a dead issue and we're gonna do a couple training sessions I'm gonna be getting out with my bow I hope soon so I'm gonna do some videos and some podcasts about my archery and we'll finish the family series. I'd like to thank my donor. I'd like to thank uh, TNM Electrical Contracting for helping us out with these podcasts. A special shout out to Nevin. Keep fighting, buddy. Keep the drive alive. Don't quit. Your terms. Your terms, buddy. And to those two young ladies, I haven't seen anything else come back up. Uh, I never received permission, so I'm not going to use her name or the pictures. And I hope that uh, that she's okay. Uh, I think that's about it for today. I hope everybody has a, a great day or has had a great day or is going to have a great night or whatever it is. Stay positive. Stay with the cause. Keep your chin up. It'll get better. It usually does, you know, and you know, I, everybody says, you know, you got a great gift or you got this or you can do that. If you look down deep enough, you'll find that little voice and that little voice will help you out. Sometimes it is mind over matter, you know. Sometimes you literally have to tell your mind, no, no, we can, we got a little bit more. You give a little bit more and then you, you find, oh, okay, we'll give a little bit more. And, and you can keep giving it all of a sudden. More times than not, you're, you're back in the, the sunshine with sunblock. So you want to get the same situation I'm in. I'm going to go get your face carved up all the time. 
So everybody have a great night, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, everybody.